The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, and welcome to the Beauty is Found Within podcast, hosted by the beautiful Pippa Leslie. Pippa will be speaking about hers, other spiritual stories, perspectives, and journeys, so we can in turn find the right match of resonance that speaks to our heart and souls. Each week she will be sharing topics around spirituality, manifestation, mindset, self-love, and personal growth, as well as personal interviews with our fellow soul family and friends. Hey guys, welcome back to the Beauty is Found Within podcast. Back with another interview today and I'm really excited to chat to a lady I connected to through LinkedIn and her name is Ali and she is a body storyteller so I'm really interested to find out more about her today. So welcome to the show Ali. Thanks for having me Pippa. You're so welcome. So I know everyone's going to be like what is a body storyteller? So I want you to just you know Take yourself back to when you connected to spirituality first uh, before we get to the body storyteller because I know that's going to be the best bit. So how did you connect to spirituality? Oh, great question. Um, So I was a burnt out blubbering mess of a woman, 23, on the bathroom floor a few years ago now. Um, And I decided to pack in the corporate life and go traveling and do the typical eat, pray, love journey, which is so like cliche now I suppose but I ended up in Cambodia for two weeks doing a yoga retreat because I loved yoga but part of it was meditation I didn't really think anything of it and then there was just this one meditation with Ganja G that was a complete out-of-body experience for me like absolutely mad yeah, so there with that. Yeah, and then when you come back into your body, you're a bit like, whoa, what happened? So then I, you know, go back to normal Western life, um, pick up a book by Rebecca Campbell, Light is the New Black, and it kind of starts to spiral from there. I go and retrain as a massage therapist, and then people are getting on the massage table and they're saying, oh, you know, my shoulders really hurt, or my my lower back really hurts. I'm like, okay, well, um, there's no physical tension. There's no reason you should be in physical pain. So what's going on in your life? And then it would come out that like they had lack of support, which is all in the lower back, or they had too many burdens and responsibilities, and that was all held in their shoulders. Or if they were trying to desperately control something, it would travel up to their neck and sit in their jaw. And so then I started to realize how the body communicated to us. And as I'm learning this, I'm finding spiritual teachers, spiritual healers, priestesses, shamans, and I'm doing a massage one day. And this is where it gets really woo because I'm doing a massage and I just see these two, I don't even really see them, I more feel them, shamanic practitioners from the spirit realm and it's like one chief and one who I've always known as like my teacher healer guide she's a mute woman called Maria and they were like yeah it's time 
we would like you to start practicing in the shamanic way, please. We've given you enough time. We've given you enough clues. We're initiating you right now. And uh, anyone who's studied shamanic practices know that as much as you want to do it or believe in the practices, it is not until the spirits choose you that you can really start to move through that channel. And I just remember looking at them or where I thought they were and being like, do you mind? I'm in the middle of a massage. And they were like, (laughs) do you mind? We've been asking for this for a really long time. So from there, it has just been very much a call to follow the soul and whatever the guides say or whatever intuition tugs at me. And that has been the most profound yet hardest rewarding infuriating journey but it's been worth it so yeah I love that story and I can tell you a storyteller because you just get me so hooked when you're talking I'm like oh I feel like I'm in like a Disney movie and it's just like oh so with you being so connected to your body which I love I have a friend who is very similar and, you know, we always, she actually helped me last year really connect to my period, really connect to my cycles. And I've really figured out that my autumn time is when my partner needs to kind of stay away from me (laughs) because Mm -hmm. not that I'm moody as such. It's just, I really, because I'm really connected to the moon Mm -hmm. and I've started to really sink in as they did in the ancient times you know sinking their their periods with the with the moon because time was was wasn't there then you know time was man-made as you know so autumn for me now is a time where I need rest you know it's people think it's actually when I'm in winter and that isn't the case for me I'm very much the autumn so I know you touch on this in on some of your courses and what you know the things you do but Again, you know, this topic of periods for women, I feel like still, if I talk about it on a live with my clients, I can I can feel the, oh, you know, that because it wasn't spoke about when I grew up, you know, even my mum, when I would ask, you know, what periods were, it would be kind of hushed about until I was older. Yeah. So what are your take on it? And, you know, how, how are you connected to your cycles? I'm fully a big believer in cycles and it was really interesting because I was talking about it with a client one day we're trying to get her to sync to hers and I was sitting in meditation myself and Sol just came through because I was like oh I'm in my autumn and Sol went no you're not you're in your spring and I went no I bloody know what I'm in because I can track my calendar and the the message just came through and said well, if the planet functions to two seasons at any one time, why on earth don't you think that you do too? So obviously the Northern Hemisphere can be in winter and the Southern will be in summer. And it's the same for us. So when we're in winter and we're taking that rest or whichever season for you is the rest season, your soul is in the opposite, doing all the work. So when we say take a rest and the best ideas will come, it's because on the soul level, we are doing all the work then. Do you know what? That has just sparked what happened to me the other month. So last month in my autumn, I had a really, really bad migraine, and I don't ever get them normally. I think something is going on, uh, you know, another activation or something, because I've been getting them a lot over the last few, few months. And 
I remember saying to my partner, I need to get away from the house. You know, it was kind of midweek. I just, I had this migraine and the next day I woke up and I was in a really depressive state and I was like, what is going on with me? Like my body just feels exhausted. Like it's like I'd just done five workouts in one day and my body just literally wanted to flop on the bed and my partner said what do you need you know what you know how can I help and I just wanted to go to Wales my parents have a holiday home in Wales and I'm so lucky to be able to go there because it's near the ocean Mm. and I totally resonate with that because I feel that because I'm so connected to my body too when my physical body was like rest my soul was itching to work. Like I felt like, you know, I was having so much inspiration coming through, but then I was kind of blocking it in a way because my body was kind of like, no rest. And I had that, you know, I told you I had that time off social media. I had like seven days away from social media. So again, it's, it is your soul speaking through your body, isn't it? It's that kind of like, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. And it's so profound because after autumn in my winter was probably like, my winter's pretty, I'm pretty like switched on in my winter and Mm. coming into my spring, I'm like so alert, so ready to conquer the world. Yeah. And you've got to go with the body's energy. Like, yeah, you can force it through, but forced results show, you know, and when you're actually, if you're exhausted and you're still like trying to show up every day and do everything every day, it's no wonder you make little progress. Whereas if you actually tap into the energy that your body has for you, it's much more like you're being floated along down the stream. Yeah, I love that because I had that visualization a couple of weeks ago and that's when I did a meditation for my clients. It was kind of jumping on a boat like Pocahontas and, you know, you can take that really rocky, uh, that rocky like windy river you know Mm. what's around the river bend type thing or you can take the smoothest course and again it's it depends where you are because again the the hardest route sometimes you have the biggest enlightenment at the end but then the smoothest bit is where your body is like I just need some calm I just need some relaxation so I've done that visualization of my own a couple of times now and sometimes I'm like no nice smooth boat ride please and then sometimes I'm like no I need to go down the challenging one you know see what I can see through that and Again, it's that's why I think people underestimate their bodies because you know as well as I do, Ali, that we chose this body, you know. So if you're sat here complaining that you're too this, you're too that, think about you chose that body. So what is it actually teaching you right now? Oh, absolutely. And I think so many people, particularly women, because we have this um this big disconnect and a lot of, you know, don't talk about periods and you should like look like this. And so they create that disconnect quite early. And then they think that their body is letting them down if they don't have enough energy or if they get migraines, they're, they're like, oh, my body is punishing me. I was like, your body at no point is punishing you. Even mm-hmm. if you are ill with a chronic illness or disease, your body is the one that will fight for you until it's dying breath. Like nobody supports you as much as your body. It's just there is a disconnect or a miscommunication and you are not giving your body what it needs, desperately begging you for, in order to make that switch. And, you know, that even the Greek gods used to talk about it and 
Hippocrates, who was supposed to be the father of Western medicine, was like, well, all disease starts with what you didn't do in your wellness. You know, if you were if you were actually to be preventative, you wouldn't get to that level. But once we're at that level, you've got to try three times as hard to get back to that integrated wholeness. Yeah, Wayne Dyer, as you know, I love and just follow Wayne Dyer's work like daily. And he spoke about this on one of his audiobooks. It might be one of his events. But anyway, he was talking about how you know, disease and it has dis-ease when you separate the word. Yeah. Again, you know, how are you treating your body before a disease comes? So, you know, it's a very touchy subject again, but another lady who Wayne Dyer talks to a lot and you will have definitely heard of her, Ali, is Anita Mujani. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she talks about this openly, like she is a cancer survivor and, but it wasn't in that way. You know, she literally, as you know, her story, she got to her end of life and she went to the other side she's seen her dad she's seen her loved ones and she was in that realm of unconditional love and she had the choice to either you know leave her body and go to that realm you know and let her soul move on or go back into that body and live out more years Mm. and she knew in that moment she had still work to do and she didn't want to leave her husband and her story touches Chris and I all the time because she said, your body is designed where the cells will attack another cell. So again, you know, how are you treating others? How are you treating yourself? Because your body is a mirror image of how you are as a person and how your energy is putting out to the world. So again, you know, this isn't an episode to tell you you're, you know, you're a nasty person or you're this, you're that. We've all made mistakes. We've all said things we didn't mean. We've all been, you know, that mean girl in school, getting with the wrong crowd, whatever it is you've done in your life, it doesn't mean, like you said, Ali, your body is punishing you because your body loves you. Mm. And it's the what the question is, do you love it back? Yeah, and how can you be, it's not saying you're wrong or you've done mistakes or we've all done that, as you said, Pippa, but it's how can you be more compassionate to yourself and your body? Absolutely. Yeah, like how are you... Like, this is one thing I'm struggling with right now. So maybe you can give me a few tips while we're on the actual episode, which will be really good. So my struggle right now, and I feel some people would resonate with this, is I am the type of person who, when something really good happens, like, for example, I got the offer on my house on Monday and I, you know, accepted and now I've just had the sold sign put up. And I'm like, yes, so happy. And it's like extra happiness. And all I want to do is go and buy a bottle of wine and go and buy some chocolate and sit on the couch with my partner and watch a movie. And just that is my happy kind of like, you know, moment. So I'm at the stage where I'm trying to be healthier, trying to be, you know, put certain things into my body that is making me feel good. So I'm trying to eat more live foods and less meat. But like what I'm struggling now is like, where do I go from here? Like, you know, because I feel like my ego is tricking me a lot with, oh, go on, just hone, have that chocolate bar. You only live once. And that's Mm. actually not my higher self. That is actually my ego. So again, like if you've been through this, how do you, how do you manage it? Well, so it's also, so part of it's ego, as you've said, and part of it is just your nervous system and how it has conditioned itself. So when we're not as in tune with ourselves and our soul connection earlier in our lives 
And even sometimes it was our parents that did it. Well, they didn't know any better, but they would reward you with a chocolate bar. And then as you got older, you would reward yourself at the end of a hard week with a glass of wine. And so your brain is literally processed the neurons or made the neural pathway that says, if I give myself, if I've done something good, I will reward myself with this. And it's just, it reinforces itself and it gives you um, a hit of dopamine, which causes the happiness. So if you're experiencing happiness and almost overwhelmingly so, there's almost a body urge to repeat that pattern and be like, oh, okay, well, we know that when we're this happy, we give ourselves wine and we give ourselves chocolate. So let's go and reinforce that again. So the, the way to kind of undo that is the way I do it is I tend to discuss it with someone or journal it out or have that conversation with my body because it's uh, half the job is the awareness. And once you're aware that that is what your body is doing and it's just a natural habit rather than beating yourself up about it, you can go, okay, I hear you, brain. I hear you, nervous system. I hear you, ego. We're going to do it a different way this time. And it takes 10,000 repetitions before that new neural pathway is solidified in your brain. So you just, again, you've just got to be compassionate and kind to yourself. It's not, wine and chocolate by themselves aren't good or bad. They're just things. It's the way, it's your projection on them and how you use them as to whether you decide you're a good person or you're a bad person or you like your body or you don't like your body. Nothing wrong with a glass of wine and some chocolate. Yeah, I think it's it's your way, yeah. Yeah, again, that's what I keep doing. Like for the, so for example, a while ago, I would like have a bottle of wine, some chocolate, and then I would feel a little bit guilty. But now I'm actually seeing it and going, well, I actually really deserve this and I really want it. Yeah. You know, it's not that I need it. It's because I want it. And again, it is, it's having those like choices. And again, I keep asking myself on a daily basis, is this nourishing my body? Yeah. And again, most of the time it's no. But, you know, it's again, it's having that compassion and not actually beating yourself up about it. It's like when we've all done this, gone for a binge weekend drinking and then on a Sunday you're sat in bed watching Netflix and all you can think about is how stupid you were and what did you say and did you do anything stupid? Mm-hmm. And I'm past that now. You know, that's kind of like early 20s. But again, I think the main key and the main word is the compassion. You know, again, like if you love your body, you know, I'm still learning to love my body more. There's always, you know, there's always growth and there's always room for more. Mm. And again, how much more compassion can you have for your body? Example, I love yoga and I started to run a few months ago, pulled a ligament in my ankle and I've not been able to run for two months. But again, like I've done other things. I've carried on doing yoga. I walk three times a day. So again, it's seeing everything with a different outlook, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think the best quote I ever heard that I just loved was triumphs don't last forever and bad days don't last forever. They're like hangovers. You think it's like the be all and end all, but they pass. They always pass. So it's all just, it's all just growth. It's all just learning. It's all just one big continual fluctuation. 
and you've got to enjoy each moment for what each moment is and as you do that you become more compassionate and you become more loving and that will reflect in in your body and in your life because whatever you do internally happens externally too yeah it's so true and a lot of times as well like people drink and drink is a form of self-sabotage as well isn't it you know and you're punishing your body then it's not the other way around and it's you know again it is it's it it's not seeing life you know life is always working for you it's it's never working against you you know when, when people walk around thinking the world's against them it's actually not you're just seeing it that way yeah and again you know there is going to be challenges so my next question to you Ali is what has been one of your main challenges along your journey and how did you overcome that challenge or whatever challenge there was Oh, good question. Um, what was my main challenge? I'd say from a business perspective, well, it's like a life perspective, really. I had um, big money mindset issues, big trauma around money, grew up with a single mum. And when you go into entrepreneurship and when you go into when you just go into not thinking that life is against you and you want to um, expand and be abundant and love life and you realize everything is energy, the body's energy, everything you do is energy, money's energy, you have to undo those trauma stories. And so I think that's that's the biggest challenge is undoing the trauma story until you get to a point where you are almost grateful for it. I love that. And I really want to ask you, you know, what are your gifts and what is your purpose in this lifetime? Oh, I love this question. (laughs) Uh, So as you introduced me as a body storyteller, um, so my kind of whole philosophy, or I think my gift is I'm, I'm good at communicating. So I'm good at communicating what your body is trying to tell you. So I'm all about like understanding your body. And based on all the work I have done, I also know how important it is that you express yourself. So teaching you how to do that communication safely and effectively and, you know, instead of reaching for the bottle of wine as a coping mechanism, how to communicate those needs out loud to understand them and then move through them in a much healthier way. And then even going one step further in the storytelling and owning your story and communicating your story to inspire and empower others. So I was doing a a meditation the other day or journaling experience with a group of my friends and uh, what came through was Prometheus's priestess. So teach them the body, teach them the humanness and move through that journey with them it's all just one big teaching experience and your body is your teacher too and then you get to own your life and own your story and own your body yeah I'd say those are my gifts I love it because again when you look at like women around us a lot of us do similar work Mm. and I feel like we had this conversation prior to the interview you know what we actually call ourselves, I think, has nothing to do with our gifts and our purpose because 
end the day it's just a title isn't it and we oh, are not our title yeah we are not our age we are not our name you know when we get asked who are you that you know the answers my age my name all this is not who you are you know this physical body the size of your feet the the size of your clothes all of that has you know has nothing to do with who you are and again there's I see this and you probably see it as well Ali is that there's so much competition amongst women and I know where it comes from I know the distrust has come from like the 1600s when the witch hunts were about you know I've done some research around that as I was really drawn to that time you know in in, that century and I had a past life in that in that century Mm. and I've been to Pendle which is north of England and I've been to see all the the Pendle witches and you know and I feel I do feel that time really disrupted women's trust in each other because again you know witches were grassing names they were you know and end of the day they were on the deathbed basically so I just feel again it's intuitively spending time with people who again may do similar work to you but then you don't see them as a threat and this is like me just going with the flow with this conversation because I feel like it needs to be spoken about because again it isn't about them it's about you and with your body as well I want to touch on this subject because it is something that I do help my clients with is your triggers so imagine you're walking into work and this is for the listeners and someone in work you don't really vibe with and they say mean things to you and you know they're just a bit of a bully for example you know them them emotions because I can feel it in my stomach now your heart sinks you feel sick your tummy starts to you know make funny noises and you just feel like that nervousness you get sweaty palms you know that is your body telling you you got something to work on here Mm. you know why is this person bothering you because for so many years I would look at other people and go why are you so mean like why because I'm not a mean person I've always been really kind and and warm-hearted and yeah I've made mistakes but again you know I just look at some people and go like why are you so mean and actually now I see them with so much love and I send them so much love because I've had that shift Mm. but again listening to how is it making you feel that is where that is what you need to work on so with you Ali like do you help people with that and do you can you elaborate on triggers more than me as well absolutely I completely agree with you on the triggers front and it I love the example that you gave about why is that person so mean and you know you're not a mean person but whenever somebody whenever somebody makes you angry or sad or something it's not them it's your emotion you know it's your anger it's your sadness and so if I were to see that I would be like well where are you being mean to yourself then because that's all the other person is doing is reflecting that back to you and the mirroring exercise is so useful it's also so annoying because when you realize that everything that externally triggers you is just something internal to work on you can kind of never really get mad at anyone again so whenever I'm angry at my partner he'll be like okay you want to talk about what's internally going on for you and I'm like oh god damn it (laughs) 
my partner's the same and it's you know we're in a twin flame relationship so that's kind of like he was meant to trigger me and I was meant to trigger him at the beginning and again it is it's like when you actually realize that you are going to be triggered yeah. on a daily basis on a weekly basis it makes life simpler because like you said Ali like you can't be mad at anyone else because yeah for example what I'm what I'm dealing with right now is that's why I'm not on Facebook as much because I see more of it on Facebook yeah I've seen see that these, too yeah I see people in different countries with different cultures you know going out and hurting animals they're going out the you know the, the whale hunting the the dog industry in China all of these different things that are happening and I am trying my hardest to not say not get triggered but not you know because you know our ego will go oh how dare he you know kill that whale and you know eat it and do whatever with it you know and that that is the thing I am working on right now is when I'm seeing it I literally have this affirmation in my head and me me and Chris my partner always laugh because whenever we we obviously you know there's people in politics there's celebrities that we don't vibe with we never say we don't like them we just don't have a vibe for certain people which is totally fine by the way absolutely but what we start saying is this is my internal affirmation they are a divine creation of god they are a divine creation of the universe because they actually are mm. and again they could be the you know it's like serial killers and murderers like it's such a touchy subject again but that is their purpose in this lifetime. Like they may have been the most beautiful person in a past life. And this life they have been sent here to experience being an awful person, mm. as we would call an awful person. But who are we to judge them? Who are we to sit there and go, well, you know, from our our level of, you know, what we think, it's again, it's such a touchy subject. But from looking, you know, reading into different spiritual people and again, Wayne Dyer, he sees everyone through the eyes of love yeah. and it's hard. It, it is, it's, it's bloody hard. But again, it's when you get to that point, that is where, that is my main goal now is to get to full enlightenment mm. and that is going to be tough. I may never get there, but yeah. to be there, how just, there's no words to describe that feeling. No, no, but it does come back again to compassion, doesn't it? Mm. And you're right there. People are put here, you know, and the bad people, whatever, not that we want to label, but you know what I mean, yeah. um, to be our triggers, to show us the things that need to change for humanity, for all of us, to become more enlightened. And I always explain this to someone when they want to own their story or what they went, they want to write their story. And they'll always see it from one perspective, like good or bad. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's look at all of the perspectives. And I say to them, think about your favorite film character or your favorite book character. What was it about them that you loved? And they'd list their traits. And I'm like, okay, but why did you really root for them? It's not because they had like one trial or one bad thing happen to them and then life was just easy breezy. It's because they went through multiple hardships. They had multiple triggers come up and they were a good person and you knew they were a good person and they fought through it and they came out the other side. And we're all on that journey, I think. Even, you know, even the villains of the world, in their minds, they're the heroes of their own story. 
and we're all just working through obstacles and triggers and growth to get to that enlightenment and we've just got to be compassionate with ourselves with our bodies and with each other as we get there it's so true and one thing Chris and I always always do we always catch each other out you know when we are you know in a habit starting to judge someone you know how dare he do this or how dare he do that or she you know and compassion equals no justified resentments you know if you're listening to this episode with so much you know hatred still for a person who treated you like you know treated you like crap or you know a friend who really betrayed you or anyone who has caused you pain all I can tell you to do is forgive them and you may be thinking what but again, think of letting go of all the anger, like, and you want to feel happy and lighter and joy. And what, how do you want to live the rest of your life? Feeling that anger and sadness and wanting revenge or going forward with lightness in your heart, kindness in your heart, you know, and, and living the life you came here to live. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, all emotions are, are just messengers from your body, like anger by itself and healthily expressed is not a bad emotion. I like to call it the jackhammer of emotions because if you're angry, it just means that it's something within you to break down, to open your heart more, to let in more love and compassion and forgiveness. And like you said, when you can, when you break it down and then you can let it go, Pippa, it's, yeah, you just become this light entity you know you you feel lighter in your body you feel like you can float through the day you don't hold on to that resentment yeah and it just makes you feel again it's you know I it's forgiving them but then I think the last piece is forgiving yourself like that for me is the last piece of the jigsaw because it, it, it you know forgiving others is great but then you are your most important you know person in your whole life Again, it's having compassion for yourself and forgiving yourself because yeah, we're not we're not perfect, but technically, from an enlightenment point of view, we are a perfect being of the universe, you know, and you have to start seeing yourself through that way because we're all so unique, we're all so amazing, and it's just seeing the world again com- like completely different you know and are you are you seeing the world as a hostile world or a friendly world? Yeah. That is the question you want to ask yourself. I love that. I love how we've gone through like compassion for yourself to triggers from others to compassion for others to forgiving them to forgive yourself. And it's all just like this beautiful cycle. Yeah. And it's it's going to be a cycle till, till you're older. It could be a repeating cycle, but embrace it. And again, like you said, Ali, once you realize that everything's a trigger and everything's for growth, what else is there to be like worried about what else is there to be you know I know things come up you know we have to pay bills we have to you know all these normal human things but remembering that you're a spiritual being having a human experience so you have to you have to go through the waves of feeling like you're in debt you have to go through the emotions of going through a divorce or losing a loved one or whatever it is that comes up for you as a trauma but you know through suffering you all the greatest teachers in that have been on this planet they say through suffering becomes your greatest enlightenment and I truly believe that and I truly believe that some of us don't actually have to suffer Mm. you know I didn't have to suffer in a in a sense of like you know what the thing is with trauma as well I want to finish on is that 
no level of trauma is worse than others. I would always play my problems down and think, oh, it's not that bad. But actually, each problem is separate. Mm. And how you deal with you, how you deal with losing a loved one will be different to how I deal with it. The key is to again be compassionate, be soft, be gentle with yourself because again, you are experience you are experiencing a different human experience to me and to Ali. So yeah. it's having that compassion consistently and knowing that you don't have to suffer to have this awakening. You don't have to, you know, be, be a certain person to, you know, to be worth an awakening. We're all sep- We're all exactly having us how we're having our own journey. And I was going to say we're not actually separate from each other. No. We're actually all one. And when exactly. you when you really believe that, it's it just makes you feel so much better. Yeah, yeah. It's not about suffering. It's not about all of that. It's it's about if you can listen. If you can just listen to yourself and listen to your body and listen to the what's going on around you you can make all the changes that you need. Yep. And that's why, you know, reaching out to Ali and me can help that process as well, because we've been there and we know what it feels like. We're empaths and, you know, it's, it is like, life is so beautiful. Like, do you believe it? You know, do you really believe it? Because it is, it is so beautiful. And, you know, again, I want to just ask you a last question, Ali, is, have you always loved your body? Oh, do you know what? I genuinely think the answer to that is yes. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. have, there has been, don't get me wrong, there's been conditioning that I've had to undo. And there's there's been times where the, it's a relationship like any other. So I might not have been as in love with my body as I was supposed to be. But you've only got one of these, right? So you've got to love it. Yeah. So ask yourself that question today, guys. You know, do you love your body? And if the answer is a little bit, where can you improve on that? You know, and if you feel stuck, message Ali, message me. You know, that's what we're here to do, to help you and to guide you. And this conversation, I could talk to you for hours, Ali, because we just literally talk the same language. (laughs) I love how we've gone like through so many topics. I know it's great and when I'm gonna I'm gonna I I put a title on this episode I'm gonna be like what am I gonna call this episode at all (laughs) compassion surely yes yes so can you tell the listeners how they find you Ali on social media absolutely so you can find me best place to get me is instagram at intuitive Ali but you'll also find intuitiveally.com linkedin under Ali Chambers facebook I believe is also intuitive Ali so that amazing me and I'm so glad I connected to you on LinkedIn that day it was so random I was just trying to work my LinkedIn which I don't really work on a lot and I just come across Ali Chambers and I just press connect and then we're here now I yeah I was thinking about it the other day I was like I don't even remember how we connected I just remember you popping up in my inbox one day and be like hey I'm like hi we should work together That's how the universe works. And what I love about it as well is that since uh, Chris and I were, you know, planning to go to New Zealand is that you have roots there too. And it's, again, it's that pulling in, attracting, isn't it? You know, people with the New Zealand heritage roots. Yes. And I can't wait to just go and visit that beautiful island. Oh, you and me both. 
I know. So thank you for listening, guys. I really hope you found this so interesting. I found it so interesting and so amazing. And yeah, I'm ready to go and conquer the world again now. So thank you, Ali, for coming on. Uh, Thanks for having me, Pippa. Thanks, guys. Wherever you are in the world, always sending love and light and have a beautiful day. Bye for now. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.